0: USA News, I'm Jeremy Scott. A former Navy SEAL has died in Ukraine. U.S. Navy says Daniel Swift, who had been listed as an active deserter since 2019, died in the country. He's the sixth American known to have died while reportedly fighting in Ukraine, although it's unknown why he was in the Eastern European country. Russian use of private military companies in Ukraine is in the financial crosshairs of the Biden administration. In the
1: White House briefing yesterday, National Security Council spokesman John Kirby showed satellite images of Russian trains leaving North Korea in November with full cargo loads. The intermediary for these arms shipments is the mercenary Wagner Group.
2: As his military continues to struggle in Ukraine... President Putin is increasingly
0: turning to Wagner.
1: By designating Wagner as a significant transnational criminal organization, the White House hopes to curtail Russia's efforts in Ukraine. In Washington, I'm Jared Rizzi.
0: More than 7 million people across the country are under winter weather alerts as another wild weather system is set to slam slam the Northeast. Heavy snow expected in New Hampshire, New York, Maine, Massachusetts, and Vermont. And the region won't get much of a break once the system passes. Another one building in the Rockies could hit the Northeast early in the week. Today marking 25 years since the first major political scandal to break in the age of the Internet.
2: But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman.
0: Americans woke up on this day in 1998 to learn of the alleged affair between then-President Bill Clinton and White House intern Monica Lewinsky. The story was leaked online by the Drudge Report. Clinton testified in front of a grand jury and later admitted to the relationship. The scandal culminated in an impeachment trial that halted in the Senate. This is USA News.
3: Nothing fights the winter blues like a delicious and satisfying meal. Luckily, Omaha Steaks makes it easy to start the year right and keep that warm and cozy feeling going all winter long. Right now is the perfect time to stock up and fill your freezer with flavor. Go to OmahaSteaks.com and use promo code TREAT at checkout and get $30 off your order. Save on perfectly portioned favorites, easy meals, and so much more with Omaha Steaks freezer filler sale. That's $30 off and. Endless variety of gourmet choices from incredible steaks, premium chicken, delicious pork to seafood. There's something for everyone, and every bite is backed by their 100% money-back guarantee. Visit OmahaSteaks.com today. Enter TREAT at checkout to get $30 off your order. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit OmahaSteaks.com. Use promo
0: code TREAT at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. An Illinois judge grants a temporary restraining order keeping a new gun control law from being enforced. About 800 lawsuits against the state's new ban on, quote, assault weapons were filed in state and federal courts. The law puts a limit on the sale of high-capacity ammunition magazines and bans devices that allow semi-automatic weapons to fire rounds automatically. Those opposing the measure say it violates their Second Amendment rights. Democratic Governor J.B. Pritzker remains confident the law will be upheld. A handful of Colorado police officers and paramedics are pleading not guilty in the killing of Elijah McClain.
4: McClain, a black man, died while in police custody a little over three years ago after he was placed in a chokehold and given ketamine while handcuffed. Police officer Randy Rodema and former officer Jason Rosenblatt will be tried separately for their role in restraining McClain, while paramedics Jeremy Cooper and Peter Cikuniek will also face a separate trial for injecting McLean with ketamine. Medical experts have said the ketamine injection led to McLean's death. I'm Ryan Daniels.
0: Existing home sales across the USA are at a 12-year low. The National Association of Realtors said that sales of previously owned homes fell 1.5% last month and were down for the 11th straight month. High mortgage rates and tight supply kept many buyers on the sidelines. The group's chief economist expects sales to pick up again soon due to declining mortgage rates. I'm Jeremy Scott, USA News.
2: The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com.
1: Welcome to the 21st of January, 2023, the hosts, of Radio Law Talk, Denise Dirks, myself, Frederick Penny. We got Todd Cunin. We got our producer Cal Hunter. Now, how many? How many people have four people working a uh, you know uh, uh, a show that uh, have four very smart, intelligent people, other than myself, doing things uh, that are gonna make this the most exciting, entertaining, and only sometimes informative show on earth. Only Radio Law Talk. So call us at eight five five Law Radio eight 855- five five. Law radio. Denise has got to open her book because I don't know the eight five five
6: five two nine seven two three.
1: Four. Yeah, if you want to call in and like Todd has said before, look, you don't have to talk. You can just tell Cal what you think, and Cal will uh, will delineate your thoughts to us and, and probably change a few things. Uh, no,
2: I reserve the right to edit. Yeah, ed- he
1: edits <laughs> it, it. sounds good. We're gonna have a very interesting show today. Other than our normal case or no cases, we have. We're going to talk about Rust. Obviously, some big things are happening on the Rust uh, case, and we have some insight about that as attorneys and prosecutors. Todd has some very interesting insights. This is uh, in New Mexico and the laws on uh, whether or not what, uh, what the charges entail or, uh, and or how long they could be in jail, if possible. Look, I think it's going to be a tough road to hoe for the prosecution, in my opinion, but we're going to get to that we're going to talk about the U.S. Supreme Court probe into Roe v. Wade leaks. Uh, what's the latest on that? Elizabeth Holmes, some interesting thing on that. Theranos, the latest. What she's trying to do is trying to make sure she's not put in jail while she's uh, on on appeal because she's supposed to go to jail as of the April uh, of this year. By the way, they're re- they're requesting if she does to go to this minimum security. Women's prisons. What she she needs to go to a minimum security, in my opinion, but it's okay. Um, in Texas, and I looked at it, and that'd yeah, be pretty nice to go live there. <laughs> that's nice pretty, there to go a Winnebago. Pretty, pretty. It's <laughs> a pretty nice Winnebago, man. I, I gotta say. But uh, then we're gonna talk about e, uh, Elon Musk and Twitter, uh, to a lawsuit against him and potential lawsuits with Twitter. They're trying, and what the latest is with him. A uh, Carhartt clothing heir. She passes away at age 97. Her name's Gretchen Carhart. Very interesting things that are going on there. And again, innocent until proven guilty. But there's some, um, at least her estate is claiming a little bit of a uh, little bit of shenanigans. Shenanigans going on. And we're <laughs> going to talk about that. We have got about 12 other topics to go through. Uh, a lot of things uh, to discuss. But we are finally in the West Coast, seeing some dry. Uh, sunny weather, and the uh, view in the East Coast and the Midwest. Uh, I think uh, everybody's uh, receiving a little bit of dry weather, right? Generally speaking, so pretty happy about that. But boy, did we need the water! Have you seen all the latest like pictures of Lake Mead and Shasta and, Shasta and Lake uh, Lake Powell? Um, they've actually, they're not full, but at least, doggone it, it's not like it's a river like it was before. Yeah, huh. no,
6: it's Shasta's like at the top. I was so impressed. I'm wow, really happy.
1: Wow, And then uh, that's, that's in Northern California, yeah. those of you uh, wondering, but we're talking about Lake Mead. Mead is important for Las Vegas, right, in right, the yeah. West Coast? Because yeah. without Lake Mead, I mean, you've got back in the Midwest, they're like... Uh, there's water issues? <laughs> yeah. But
2: Michigan's like, what?
1: There's a water issue? Exactly. In
2: Michigan, when I lived there, they did not irrigate the hay fields. They put drain tiles in to get rid <laughs> of not, the rainwater. True exactly story. Right. Yeah, so much No, water and I've there.
1: been there, and it's there's, man, in Minnesota, been, the, the lake, the amount of lakes out there is just... But out here in the West, man, it's the desert, right? I think they've
2: got 10,000 lakes in Minnesota, don't they? Uh, 10,001, I Land think. Land of uh, something,
8: yeah. Well, there, there's there's the trivia question for you. The, hmm. the Los Angeles Lakers. Yes. They're what? called the Lakers because the team originated in Minnesota. They were the oh, mini- I didn't know that. They, they were, the, were called yeah, the Lakers.
2: The, the, I, mean, I didn't know that. The Minneapolis Lakers was the original. Really? Incarn- we learn something every day at yeah. Radio Lawton. Well, Talk. of course, you know Utah, famous for its jazz. Oh, yes, yes. It's, uh... <laughs> oh,
5: that's <laughs> yeah. true. They
2: were New Orleans jazz. They <laughs> was
1: the yes. New Orleans, huh? Right. They were I, New Orleans. That's right. That's
8: right. Wow, that Utah jazz. jazz. <laughs>
1: What's another one? Let's think. The
8: Pelicans. Well, the Pelicans were... Uh, the Pelicans... Didn't they move from Carolina? No, no. Oh, the Pelicans man. started at New Orleans. I know that was the big thing when when they finally granted another franchise to New Orleans. Oh, that's right. That's right. It was hey, you know they're going to swap with the Jazz so they can get it. No, nope, no, nope. they went. They kept with the Pelicans. But what if you got the Kansas
1: City uh, the Kansas City Kings? Uh, Or the Royals. They were called the Royals at one time, right? They they
8: were. And then they went to the Sacramento Kings. The Memphis Grizzlies, because of all the grizzly bears that are in Memphis. All over the place. Are
6: all the the Chargers, (laughs) they've been all over the place. What did that come from? The Chargers got their name because they were
2: started by, this is a true story, a credit card company. Oh, huh. they were not charged because of electricity, although they have bolts on their uniforms. It was about charging on a credit card. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. But, but the
8: Grizz- Grizzlies started yeah. in Vancouver. Yeah, that's right. The Vancouver oh, Grizzlies, they moved yes. there. The LA Clippers. Oh. What's the L.A. One? Clippers, I think, was from San Diego. San Diego Clipper course. refers to yachts, boats. Oh, that's yeah. right. The, the Clipper big Clipper ship. boats. And so, But they moved up.
2: Okay, here's one where it's baseball, but here's one more. The yeah. Milwaukee Brewers, formerly the...
1: Wait, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Not Milwaukee. It was the... Uh, I knew this because I'm a baseball card uh, collector. Mm-hmm. Um, no, go ahead. I'll, I'll the
2: Seattle... Pilots. Seattle Pilots is yep. exactly right. Yep, yep. <laughs> I knew <laughs> there that. You go, yes, there you
1: go. I know because the Pilots are. I've got those baseball cards.
2: Never played a season as the Pilots, but they did move away. And
1: what are the other ones that were the? Uh, well, the
2: Braves. You know, the Milwaukee Braves, yeah. Atlanta Braves were from Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. a lot of cool. Things.
1: Lot the of
8: Athletics used to be in Philadelphia?
2: Uh, yeah, they were. Phil- they were Kansas City and Philadelphia yeah. before that. Correct. Wow,
8: yeah.
1: this is a great trivia thing. We should probably yeah. just go all over this. This stuff is the trivia. You
8: really want to rack your brain. Start thinking: How many pro sports teams—just baseball, football, hockey, and basketball—will just use those four? Right? How many have mascots whose names do not end in the letter S? You oh know, my he, gosh! You know, you start thinking about that. There's a couple of trick ones in there. One is, I believe, incorrect because the the uh, Florida or the Miami Marlins. Marlin is the plural of marlin. Yeah, hello. There, there's no s at the end of it. If you go out fishing, how many marlin did you? I caught two marlin. You don't yeah, say I caught yeah. two deer. I caught yeah. two marlin. I mean, deer marlin or not. Yeah, there are. there's the heat. The Miami the, Heat. Yes, the, okay. the Heat. Yeah. The Jazz. The, the Jazz. The Tampa Bay Lightning. You've got um, the the real the, the real kickers here are. A uh, team in Boston and a team in Chicago. Oh, the X's, yeah. Because it sounds like an S, but the White Sox and the Red Sox are just X's, they're not S's at the yeah. end. So. Very interesting.
2: Oh um, yeah, and of course, <laughs> radio many, <laughs> trivia talk. And yes. for many of those teams, their season has ended already. <laughs> uh, ah yeah. yeah. Let's do
1: some. Let's do some important disclaimers. Uh, we don't remember. We're just giving general topics of law. Don't don't take what we say as advice. Don't you know? Go talk to a lawyer. We got to tell you all that stuff. Go to our website, Radiolawtalk.com, and you can see all that stuff. Um, you know, I know it's exciting disclaimer stuff, but uh, you can go to any of our social media. Um, And we do have a few. I will mention them next segment that uh, we have two new... Uh, stations as of last week. We'll we'll discuss them. But but Cal, we've got like a minute to go, but just do a really quick synopsis of well, case or no case. I'm going to
2: do this this way because I want to know if you guys have heard this or we've done it, we'll jump off of it to another one. And that is a political office holder in Reno, Nevada had someone plant a GPS on her car and she wanted to get to the bottom of it. That's our first case or no case. Let's do it. That's hope a hope good one. Great. Coming up next segment right here. All right. We'll be back You are listening to Radio Law Talk with Fred Penny, Denise Dirks, and Todd Kuenin. If you stay tuned, they all promise they'll be back in just a little bit. You found Radio Law Talk. Radio Law Talk and Radiolawtalk.com. And other announcements aired on Radio LaTalk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA.
5: Are you having a difficult time getting in and out of your old bathtub? They can help you convert any old bathtub into a walk-in shower, in some cases under $2,000, in about a week. It's simple, beautiful, and priced just right. Call Steve right now for your free consultation. 800-832-1549. 800-832-1549. 800-832-1549. That's 800-832-1549. that's 800-263-2610. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories.
10: I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After
8: my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me.
10: I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested.
5: Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376. 800-918-1376. 800-918-1376. That's 800-918. Radio Law
10: Top. I like that show. No points for you.
2: You're listening to radiolawtalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny.
1: So Cal, we're dying to know what's going on in Reno, Nevada. Let's roll. Case. I I think you might like this. This
2: Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Reno Mayor Hillary Sheeve found a tracking device attached to the bumper of her vehicle capable of telling whoever had it real time exactly where she was second by second. Her honor had her people backtrack the device and found it was placed on her car because it was owned by a private investigator from Reno there. She said, he cannot do that. My car is my castle. In effect, she went to a lawyer to see if she could sue the PI to see who put the have him tell her who ordered the tracking device put on her car. Yes, she wanted to know if, in fact, it was a case or no case. And, Denise, I think I'm going to go with you first, if you don't mind.
6: Uh, sure, I do, but I'll, I'll go first. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Okay. Um, well, Nevada law, I'm just so unfamiliar with it, but in California, this would be grounds for a domestic violence or a civil harassment restraining order, believe it or not. Hmm. Because any time that you are stalking somebody or tracking them or you know determining their whereabouts, that is considered to be domestic violence.
1: I'll
2: be darned.
6: Yeah, or abuse.
1: Even if it's their car and it's not the person's car, it's like, th- because I said it was the other guy's car. It was the investigator's car. No, it was her no, car. Her car. It was her well, car. Her, car? Her, An her mechanic found
2: it. He was changing oh. the oil and saw this on her bumper and said, what's this? And she says, I don't know got the serial number, tracked it back to the PI.
6: Yeah, the, oh. and here the question is, is there kind of like an investigator-client privilege to where, you know, like the reporter, they don't have to, you know, disclose um, who their clientele is. And I'm going to say that it is um, a misdemeanor offense to place a tracking device on somebody's car without their consent and to track them. And that... Um, that the investigator would not be able to keep that name of that person. Well, he either is going to have to turn over and give the name of the person, or he's going to have to go down for that offense. I think so. Yeah. yeah, so I think it's, um, I think it could be a criminal case. I also think there could be some liability. Um, so it could be a civil case too. So I'm going to say case. And she wins.
2: Okay, fair enough. Fred, what do you think about this?
1: I'm taking off all those trackers off uh, Todd's car <laughs> and my kid's car. That's for sure. I'm gonna. God, I gotta figure out. Well, the bumper's the stupid thing. You should put it
8: up somewhere else. My car would be the most uneventful track you had ever seen. Good heavens! Does this guy do nothing but go from his house to work and back again? I'm have you t- Have <laughs> you
1: ever thought about doing that with your kids? You wonder. It's like, all right. Well, nowadays you don't have to put a tracker on. I mean, the the black box can tell you everything in, in a car. So and you, their phone, sure. Yeah, yeah, their phones. So, the answer is this is a case, and I don't. I'm not saying I heard of it, but this sounds. I, I would have you know disclosed if I knew about it, but that sounds really familiar. But so I'm going to say this is a case, and no, you can't put a tracker on someone's car without their permission. No different than you can record someone without their permission in some states. Uh, some are two parties, some are one party states. But the question Utah, is, by the way, Utah. Someone can record you without you knowing. Really? So yeah, you be. I mean, I'm careful. Not that I'm. I'm careful. Whatever you say when you're in Utah, because they can record you.
2: Oh, that's one party. It's consent. a one party consent. Last time I talked to Fred, all he said to me was. Mm-hmm.
1: Wasn't that D.C. or Virginia? (laughs) Yeah. California's (laughs) two
2: parties, so you don't
6: have to. Yes.
8: And it's (laughs) audio
6: recording. Yeah. It's audio recording. It's not necessarily video recording.
8: Right. It's audio recording. But the one thing you want to be careful of is, let's say you are in California. That's a two-party state. And you're calling somebody in Utah that's a one-party state. Which law prevails? California. California. So the person in Utah, just because Utah is a one-party that? state. Because it's, it's measured from wherever either the caller or the person being called is. So if you're calling me from Utah, even though Utah is a one-party state. You'd be in trouble if you recorded your conversation with somebody in California, and they California person didn't give consent, because it's the jurisdiction where the person is that prevails. That's exactly so, the right. The
6: person that was recorded. Yes. Yes. Not the recording. Do you right. Know what, do you
2: know what Got I say it. when I get marketing calls? I say I'm calling you. I want to record the line. I said, No, you're not. I don't wish to be recorded. Uh, well, I have to. I said, No, you don't. No recording. You know, know record. what I record. do with so, those said, sales said, people? Don't they get, don't the, no, ro- <laughs> forget, they get paid. They get paid.
1: By the uh, person, right? Oh, by age So you sit there, you just leave it open. Yeah, go ahead. Tell me all about your product. You put it on mute, you know. <laughs> oh, god, that sounds really interesting.
8: Keep going. To answer to answer your question, Denise, and I, by the way, I still haven't answered the uh, case or no case, but right. to answer your question, let's say I'm in California, I call somebody in Utah, and I know Utah's a one-party state. I'm still in trouble if I don't get consent because it's either it's either where the person you doing did the, the act here, it's either where the person being recorded is, or the person doing the recording is, you'd have liability in California. So, to my answer to your case or no case, I'm going with no case on this one. Okay.
2: You would be hard to find the one party in Utah, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, sorry. That was a little recreational humor. (laughs) Poor humor at that. So, you say no case. Denise, you say...
6: Case and she wins.
2: Fred, you say... Same. same. Okay. Well, um, it is a case. Yes! But as of yet unresolved, it was, was filed, uh, filed three weeks ago, and it alleges the investigator trespassed, first off, as Denise pointed out, put the device on without her knowledge and desire. She said, well, who told you to put it on? Political can- can- campaign's coming up. Somebody's trying to get some smack on her to use in a campaign, so, yeah. Let
8: me ask you, yeah. you, you say it's a case. Is it a criminal case, civil, or, uh, is there, or is it a
2: civil case? Let me find that. She's, because uh, you're, because
8: your, your question was, she went to her attorney to see if she had a case or no right. case. Well, right. your private she, attorneys don't prosecute criminal cases. Yeah. She
2: filed the lawsuit as a private citizen, whatever okay. that means. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah that yeah, would be, yeah. it'd be civil a, a civil case. Civil yeah. case. All right. Well, and, be, and it could turn in to a criminal case later on. Yep. If and she gave, so her mechanic a, gave her mechanic a bonus for finding it, but still doesn't know who got it placed there officially. Wow. Yeah,
6: is there is there such things that an investigator-client privilege? That's
2: what I'm wondering. It's your preacher, it's your lawyer, and your private investigator. What if the, invest-
8: what if the investigator says that he was hired by an attorney Right to place it now. You've got then you've got him
6: covered under work product. Well, attorney
1: client. Well, but you can't unless it's unless it is illegal. Then the attorney client privilege does not can will not apply.
6: If if, if it's legal, it doesn't apply.
1: No. If the attorney is doing something illegal, it doesn't necessarily apply the attorney client privilege. Okay. Okay, We'll be back. We'll be back after this.
2: Think about that. Radio Law Talk. Thanks for listening. There's really some good stuff coming up right here on this show. You stay there and that will continue in a minute. The and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio La Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA.
5: That's 800-263-2610. Do you want to know the secret to putting extra money back in your pocket? Then switch your car insurance. And now you can make one phone call and shop dozens of insurance companies. Just like buying airline tickets, where it's easy to make one call that has all the best deals. We have great deals with most of the major top-rated insurance companies. We are your superstore for car insurance. We've switched people from their expensive car insurance plans and saved them hundreds of dollars a year. If you think you're paying too much for your car insurance, call now. It's easy to switch and in five minutes, yes, just five minutes, you'll learn how much money you can save on your car insurance. Save yourself some money this year. Call now for your car insurance. Call e-insurance now for your free car insurance quote. 800-251-0427. 800-251-0427. 800-251-0427.
0: USA News Update. Sad news out of Ukraine. Military officials confirm the death of a former Navy SEAL. The U.S. Navy says it's unclear why Daniel Swift was in the Eastern European country. He was a special warfare operator who had been listed as an active deserter since 2019. Swift is the sixth American known to have died while reportedly fighting in Ukraine. A bipartisan group of senators is visiting the war-ravaged country. Republican Lindsey Graham and Democrats Richard Blumenthal and Sheldon Whitehouse met with Ukrainian officials, including President Zelensky. A $2.5 billion weapons package is on its way to Ukraine. It's one of the largest shipments yet and includes air defense systems, artillery, and combat vehicles. More wild weather in store for 7 million people across the Northeast. Another system set to slam the area with heavy snow expected in several states. I'm Jeremy Scott, USA News nothing fights the winter blues like a delicious and satisfying meal luckily
3: Omaha Steaks makes it easy to start the year right and keep that warm and cozy feeling going all winter long right now is the perfect time to stock up and fill your freezer with flavor go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code treat at checkout and get $30 off your order save on perfectly portioned favorites easy meals and so much more with Omaha Steaks freezer filler sale that's $30 off and. Endless variety of gourmet choices, from incredible steaks, premium chicken, delicious pork to seafood. There's something for everyone, and every bite is backed by their 100% money-back guarantee. Visit OmahaSteaks.com today. Enter TREAT at checkout to get $30 off your order. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit OmahaSteaks.com. Use promo code TREAT at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required.
5: That's 800-798-1627.
10: Radio Law Talk. I like that show.
2: This is a great time to call the show. 855-LAW-RADIO. That's 855-LAW-RADIO.
1: We very interesting stuff uh, popped up on the Rust uh, issue case. Rust, those of you who uh, don't follow us, is a movie production that uh, occurred in New Mexico. And it was a, uh, basically a cowboy-type uh, ca- uh, movie that Alec Baldwin was the producer. And this is important to note. Alec Baldwin was the producer, an actor, an alleged trigger puller, because he's saying he didn't pull the trigger, or if it did, it was an accident, all that type of stuff. Um, And actually, he did come out and say, no, I I didn't pull it. Um, The DA's, the prosecutor said they've got a photo of his finger on the trigger immediately prior to the incident. But New Mexico prosecutors have now decided, no, they've decided all along, they said, but they are now officially... Uh, going to press charges against Alec Baldwin and the armorer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, for a misdemeanor. No, actually they're uh, felonies. A felony, oh sorry, felony... Sec, what is it? Fel- felony involuntary, involuntary, involuntary manslaughter. That's right, yes. right, felony. Because we were asking, wondering if it was a misdemeanor or a felony there, and that's what we we had to look up during the week. But um, and so this, don't forget, this is October 2021. This happened where Alec Baldwin was handed a, a prop gun, and the argument is for Alec Baldwin's side is, you know, apparently uh, he was handed to it. It was they said it's cold, which means there's nothing, you know, there's no live rounds in it, and um, apparently, you know, there's people that will testify that it was spun and they looked at it. If they spun, because the, it was a uh, 45, they spun it and looked at it and it was supposedly uh, uh, no live rounds in it. First of all, how did any live round ever get on the set is the first issue. And the second issue is, you know, because there are uh, rumblings of conspiracy theories, you know, of someone putting it in. Uh, the, the, there no, are no charges against... The individual company and/or person that supplied the rounds to the set, apparently, after they looked into this and investigated, there were live rounds on the set, more than, and and uh, more than just blanks. Um, there but, were, I think,
6: there were shells, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um, but it, anyway, uh, it all it also comes down to this. The other now there is an individual that it looks like it's going to plead, and, 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 and Todd will mention that one, he, it's uh, Dave Halls, the assistant director. He signed a plea agreement for the charges of negligent use of a deadly weapon, which is six months of probation. And he's going to testify against Alec Baldwin and against Hannah Gutierrez-Reed. So which you no, know,
6: Han, Hannah Gutierrez Reed was the armorer, right? But he, on right. the set, correct? Right. right. Yes. So she was the one that was in charge of the props and in charge of making right. sure there was safety on the set. Yes.
1: But somehow David Hall's was in the was in the line somewhere of handing this off because he was uh,
8: the director, right? He was the assistant director. and I, right. I can mm-hmm. cover this. Okay. So go there. ahead and go,
1: yeah. go. Well, let me before you hit the sequence. So the issue is they're both going to be uh, they're both being charged um I think it's gonna to be a tough road to hoe to show Alec, uh, Alec Baldwin as being liable with the exception. And this is noted with the exception, he's got a dual role not to if he was just the actor, I think he's gonna have a, they're gonna have a tough tough time because he, he re, you know he's you know even though he's, you know, he's experienced, you know, he's got to rely on the people down the line that do this stuff. So if a guy's driving a, a forklift on the job and it and it, and it it has a defect and it takes off and kills someone, is the forklift driver liable? No, he's relying on the individuals that fix the forklift, right? Unless he did something. So that's where Alec Baldwin may get in trouble, may, as a producer, because they've got arguments, that is the prosecutors, that there was a lot of mishaps and sloppy things going on On the set.
6: So before you chime in, because you're the expert here, Todd, um, there's something that we know in the background that Todd told us a long time ago. It's been a year, um, and that is, everybody that touches the gun has a duty. When you're on the set, every single person has it that touches that gun has a duty to look and to make sure and to check it because the bullets of a blank are different than the bullets. Of a real gun, and that it's one that did that difference is notable, so that everybody should have seen it. That's why everybody that touched the gun right before the person was shot have now been charged, and so I have a different opinion than than Fred.
1: Hit it, hit it.
6: My opinion is that Todd
1: Todd's going to go into detail. My my
6: opinion is that um, there was there was negligence for sure, and whether or not there's going to be uh, involuntary manslaughter is. Going to come down to the if, if the uh, if the situation was dangerous, there was enough danger in there for what he did then to be criminal in matter. That's my opinion. Well, I, reckless. I th- the, the
1: the the standard is the word recklessness. So, was there negligence?
8: Probably. Was there recklessness? I don't think you get there. Go ahead, Todd. Sure. So here's the way. Now, the charges have not been filed. The district attorney announced that charges would be filed. They anticipate that it'll be by the end of the month that charges will be filed against Alec Baldwin and Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, who was the armorer, and they're being charged. Each one of them is being charged in the alternative with two different counts. They're being charged with each one two counts of involuntary manslaughter. And somebody might ask, well, only one person died. Why do they have two counts? It's because there's two theories of liability. Under count one for both of them would be involuntary manslaughter in the commission of an unlawful act not amounting to a felony. The unlawful act that they're going to try to prove is this negligent use of a firearm to which the assistant uh director has already entered a plea or will enter a plea. So if the prosecution can prove that one or both, either Gutierrez-Reed or Baldwin or both of them, negligently used the firearm and that as a result of that negligent use, Miss. Um, Uh, The Elena Hutchins was killed. That that's what they're going to have to prove. That's the first theory of liability. The second theory of liability is that it would be involuntary manslaughter in the commission of a lawful act, which might produce uh, death in an unlawful manner. Now it, it sounds weird. Everybody go well. How could something produce death in a lawful manner? Well, self defense somebody dies and you're defending yourself, it's death in a lawful manner. So that one there is a different theory of liability. And you have two people charged, and that's where we talk about the sequence of events. So apparently, according as alleged, according to the investigations, Gutierrez-Reed, the armorer, prepared the firearm in use. Boy, the DA really took issue to referring to it as a prop gun, because they said, no, these are fully functioning guns. But Look, we know what you know what we mean when we say prop gun, but um, Gutierrez Reed was responsible for checking the gun. She placed the gun on a cart outside the area where filming was going to occur at some point in time, and we really don't know how long the gun had been there, but David Hall's. The assistant director then picked up the gun from the cart and handed it to Alec Baldwin, who was getting ready to stand in his mark while they were doing blocking for a scene, and told Baldwin that the gun was cold. So there's three people in this chain of events. And the middle person, Halls, has entered a plea. So you know, what, what is the prosecution trying to accomplish with charging both uh, Baldwin and Gutierrez Reed? Well, I think that – personally, I think the case would be stronger against Gutierrez-Reed because of the nature of her responsibilities, but they almost have to charge Baldwin because of the way it looks at trial. If if you don't charge Baldwin, then Gutierrez-Reed as a sole defendant is just going to blame the empty chair. It wasn't me. It was Baldwin that should have done this. And here's the problem that I have with with. What I anticipate would be the prosecution's case against Baldwin and Gutierrez-Reed's defense. And it's this. And, Denise, you talked about this. Every time you hand a firearm, if I had a pistol right now and I wanted to hand it to Denise, I would check the pistol to see if it was unloaded, make sure it was unloaded. I would then hand it to Denise. And the first thing Denise should do is recheck to make sure it's unloaded. That is proper firearm safety. And if Baldwin had done that when when, uh, Halls gave him the gun... Baldwin still would not have known, because he didn't have the experience, whether or not the round that was in the chamber was a dummy or a live round.
1: Not only that, Dave Halls, have you said that? They bring Baldwin in because they don't want an empty chair? They've got an empty chair with Dave Halls. So, he so, pled. He pled. I know that, but I'm
8: saying it's still an empty chair. You know? it's, it's an empty... Ch- it is and it isn't in the sense that The jury's going to hear from him because he has to testify. So he'll be able to try to exonerate himself.
1: All right. We'll be back. we got more interesting stuff about this uh, shooting on the Rust set. We'll be back.
2: This is Radio Law Talk, and we're glad you're listening. We thank you. We'll continue right after we take this quick break. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Here's Fred Penny with Penny & Associates.
1: When you or a family member have been injured in an accident, what should you look for in a personal injury lawyer? The first thing is an experienced personal injury law firm that is actually taking cases to trial. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny, Managing Partner and Founder of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. For over 30 years, Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers has been successfully representing individuals and their families. At Penny & Associates, we're experienced trial lawyers, and we work with you to get the best results.
2: Go to pennyandassociates.com or call 800-616-4529. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins.
5: That's
10: 800 9218 Stop whining. Oh, stop
2: it. Email the show anytime you'd like. Info at radiolawtalk.com. I-N-F-O. Info. Info at radiolawtalk.com.com. Dot com.
1: We've got to talk to you about what we talked about uh, off air. Off air is even some of the most interesting things. Denise, I'll, I'm going to throw it to you. What are some interesting things we're talking about? The armor, and, well, and, and, she, and, and uh, what what the situation was there.
6: Well, she had a dual role. For some reason, she was not just acting as the armor, which most sets that would be her job. But she was also trying to – they were trying to save money, and she was doing other roles, other other types of things with props. And so at the time of the shooting, she was not present. And that's part of the problem, quite, quite honestly. That's yeah. why she has, I think, a little more – responsibility first of all it was her responsibility to make sure the gun was not loaded uh, that there were no um, real bullets on the set Um, but she left the gun alone for a period of time and we don't know who could have messed with that gun we don't know if it was messed with and you know that's the biggest problem because she it should have been under her possession custody and control during the time that it was on the set
1: but so todd so what is she claiming now
8: so so here's the conspiracy, thing right? she, she could be claiming conspiracy she could be claiming sabotage here is the here's the problem that i've got with that defense if i'm a prosecutor okay at what point in time would the live round have made it into the gun so if the live round made it into the gun because somebody doctored what you thought as an armorer was a dummy round And it turned out to be a live round, and you were the one that put it in thinking it was a dummy bullet, and and the sabotage occurred previous to that point. Well, your area of expertise as an armorer is to know the difference between a live round and a dummy round and to inspect it before you put it in the gun. So if your argument then is, no, no, the gun was sabotaged after I put the dummy bullet in, and then somebody came along and put the live round in, you've still got a problem as an armorer because why was that gun ever out of your secure possession? Look, the way this is supposed to work on movie sets when they use these firearms is they get ready to film the scene. The armorer is the one who takes the gun from its secured location, takes it to the actor, hands it to him. They do the scene, and then after cut, the armor is the first one to go to the actor, retrieve the gun, and put it back. If you are saying as the armorer that this gun was laid on a cart unattended to, guess what? That's your problem because you're supposed to be watching it. How do you do that
1: with sets that have 50 or 60 guns when they've got these, you know, know, okay, let's say, uh, uh, you know... uh, it's like a, a, fire, ba- a battle scene. A, a battle scene, scene. Yeah, yeah, of some yeah. sort, right?
8: Well, you have a lot of armorers on the set,
0: mm-hmm.
7: right?
8: That's, that's why movie producers, when they see these battle scenes, they, as they're reading through a script, they're automatically doing an accounting of, oh, how, how, much <laughs> how much is this going to cost? How much is this going to cost? You want to do a shot in the rain? Oh, my gosh, you just doubled the uh, the production cost because now we got to, you know, reshoots are tough and stuff. So, right. yeah, they think about that. But, you know, um, so so that is going to be... That's going to be her defense. A couple of things that Alec Baldwin said, this whole thing about he pulled the trigger, and I know that there was an FBI investigation when they said that that gun could not have gone off unless he pulled the trigger, but they're leaving out one key component, and that's what he told George Stephanopoulos, and I have personally had experience with this. These type of guns have a lever, you know, the old style that you can pull back with your thumb to cock it, and then you pull the trigger, then it goes. It's called a hairpin trigger. Yeah, sometimes when you pull that hammer back... If it doesn't set, it can slip out of your thumb and go forward and activate. So Alec Baldwin could be completely truthful because he said, I pulled the hammer back, and then it came out of my thumb and went forward. I never pulled a trigger. It, The hammer slipped out of my thumb when it went forward and hit the round, and it fired.
2: It just means the hammer never reached cocked
8: position. Yes, it, yes. Did, it didn't require a pulling of the trigger for the hammer to go forward. Got it. That is one way that the, that the defense could say... It was a completely truthful statement, but never did I think that she would be shot because I thought it was a cold gun. It shouldn't have mattered with the. Uh,
6: or I thought I had to pull the trigger and I didn't. Well, yeah. and not only
1: that is like he, he's not the expert. I mean, is he supposed to do an analysis of how the rounds look and what? Because they're supposed to look real. Because that's right. If, if the video is sh- and the
8: gun's pointing at the camera. They've got to look like real rounds. They, they do, and it depends on the type of shot. This is going to be the evidence. What type of shot were they framing? Because if it's one of those where it ends up being the slow-mo shot where the hammer is pulled back and the and the revolver does that one-quarter turn to the next bullet comes in. Well, that shot looks useless if you don't have any bullets in the chamber, which is visible from the front of the gun. The little conical
2: right. thing that looks yeah. like a lead round. Exactly. Exactly.
8: Right. Yeah. Um, a couple of other things. You know, I feel for this DA. For the elected DA. Now the elected DA hired or they brought in a special prosecutor to investigate and to make a, a charging decision, but the the elected DA was still the one that made the announcement and gives the final go ahead to prosecute. One thing that isn't really talked about too much, this was a newly elected DA. She ran in 2020 and took office in January of 2021. This happened in October. She was what, ten months into her first term, and in whatever platform you run on, it's very common for DAs to run on the uh, tough-on-crime platform. Boy, that puts you in a pretty tough spot if ten months into your first term, you choose not to file on a high-profile case. I mean. Her hand was kind of forced from the beginning, and, and and they even said, the DA has even said that they pretty much knew close to the beginning of the investigation that charges are going to be filed against someone, but they needed to let the process, the investigation play out.
2: Can I but, ask you a quick question, sure. if may I please? It has to do with uh, negligence. I think of negligence as somebody driving by a crowd and just popping a couple of caps at people in a negligent, wanton no, that's manner, reckless. if you will. Yeah, that's uh, reckless. Okay, so d- does this tie into that kind of a thing, Are they alleging that that this was done in such a reckless and negligent manner as no, to be like two, that, or what? Two th-
1: those are two things you're saying. Okay, reckless and negligent yeah. are two separate things. Okay, negligence is a lower standard, so th- they've got to sh- they've got to prove that there was. Reckless behavior here. And that's a higher standard than negligence. It could have been very well could have been negligence. But but uh in fact it's probably more than likely was negligence. But a reckless standard is a higher standard, Cal, and for them to 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 find that is gonna be is gonna be very interesting. But before you do something, Todd, I want you guys to call in at 855 Law Radio if you want to. Tell us what you think, and then after Todd makes his comment, I'm gonna tell you what what Denise said. During the break, was she thinks that Alec Baldwin and the armor are going to get the same plea deal as Hall was offered, which was a you know, suspended sentence, six months probation. I don't think they're going to offer that to them. Um, but do you think that they'll offer them the same um, the same thing as as David Hall? Go ahead,
8: uh, really quick. I I could see them offering that to Alec Baldwin. I think that the armorer's culpability is greater because she's the one that had the responsibility for knowing what kind of round was going to be in that gun. I don't know that she gets the same deal. That's
6: what I said too. Yeah. But exactly. Cal, just to,
8: to finish up on your question about uh, the, you talked about somebody just capping off into a yeah, into yeah. a crowd. Yeah. Okay, so think about murder, right? Murder is the killing of another with malice aforethought, right? So you, but there's two ways that you can have malice. You can have malice because i definitely wanted to kill that you can also have what's called in some jurisdictions implied malice and implied malice is when you undertake an act that is so reckless and so dangerous and the likelihood that somebody could be killed is great and you do it anyway i might not have in your analogy I might not have intended, if I'm the person that's firing that gun into the crowd, that I might not have intended that I kill any specific individual. I intended to do an act that was so reckless that I should have known people were going to get killed. Or hurt. Or, or, well, for murder, obviously you got to be killed. That they were going to be killed that, yeah, I can be guilty of murder, maybe a lower degree, but still murder. Because I had implied malice at well, the time I committed so that So something
1: act. like driving your uh, a super
8: car at 170 miles an hour on the freeway and, and running into someone. Doing that. Like, yeah. Somebody driving drunk yes. who gets into an accident and kills somebody, and they have prior DUIs on their record, and they were given an advisement, and they acknowledged on the plea form that they knew driving on— the influence was an inherently dangerous activity. That's that can get you an implied malice. So
2: knowingly, murder. knowingly dangerous with a bad result. I guess is what. Yeah, we're and
8: every state's
1: talking. different. By the way, don't forget our disclaimers. We'll be back after this for hour number two. We're going to get into a lot of things, including uh, Elizabeth Holmes, Supreme Court probe on Roe v. Wade, and Musk and Twitter. So hold on. Wow,
2: lots of radio a lot talk coming up right here, including a case or no case on a locksmith who ended up leaving a guy locked out that's coming up next hour here on radio law talk six after we hope you join us for that you have been listening to radiolawtalk.com a copyrighted presentation of radio law talk incorporated
4: 1k, the better your retirement, right? Retiring with confidence, and it's yours free with one call. Don't risk a lifetime of work building your retirement. This little-known retirement protection plan could safeguard your wealth and boost your retirement up to 40%. For your free copy of Guarantee Your Retirement by Josh Melberg, call now. Call 800-804-3595. That's 800-804-3595. 800-804-3595.